Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Pastor Brian from Chapel of Change and I wanna welcome you to our online worship experience. We are grateful uh, that you're tuning in and we are thankful uh, that you're allowing us into your living room or wherever you're watching this uh, so that we can worship the Lord together, pray together, and study God's Word uh, together. Do me a favor, if you're watching from Facebook, hit share right now so that other people can uh, get this word. I believe I have a word of encouragement for somebody today. By the way, Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas uh, from my wife and I, our family and I. We want to just wish you uh, a blessed a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Now, before we get into the Word uh, today, I want to remind you that after the Word, uh, if you're part of Chapel of Change, today, this weekend, we are giving our Christ's birthday offering. As you know, every December, we give a special sacrificial offering uh, in honor of Christ's birthday. Remember, I like to tell my kids, it's not your birthday, Nathaniel. It's not your birthday, uh, Sarah. It's Jesus's birthday, and we want to honor him through our giving uh, this year. And I'm super excited to say that this Christ's birthday offering is going to cover uh, our Fresh Hope radio program for 2021. We are reaching uh, thousands and possibly millions of people across Los Angeles through our Fresh Hope radio broadcast every Sunday, 3.30, KKLA 99.5. And uh, we want to sustain that effort. I'm also super excited to say uh, that uh, Progressive Scrap Metal has given us $10,000 to help with our radio program. Now, it costs approximately $30,000 a year to broadcast on the radio. So with that 10,000, all we are need now is 20 more thousand dollars to sustain that kingdom work for all of 2021. And I'm believing through your giving, our giving through the people of God's giving this weekend at Chapel of Change, we're gonna raise that money and continue to impact people with the fresh hope of King Jesus and his kingdom. So stay tuned because directly after this word, we're going to give this sacrifice unto the Lord. Now, if you have your Bibles, which I hope you do, let's turn to Matthew's chapter 2. Matthew's chapter 2, as you know, we have been going over this powerful event, this powerful story in Matthew chapter 2. We're reading it over and over again. We're meditating upon it. Uh, we're reflecting upon it, and we're just learning. We've been learning for the last couple of weeks, and I want to dive back into it uh, today because I got some exciting things to teach us that will strengthen us and help us. So Matthew's chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 and it reads like this. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen a star in the east and have come to worship him. 
When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Verse 6, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a, shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Re listen to this. Jesus is our good shepherd. He's been taking care of us, and he's been providing for us as the good shepherd that he is. Look at verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Verse 9. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with his mother, uh, Mary his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. So my uh, brothers and sisters, we've been studying this powerful uh, story. We've been learning about uh, seeking the king. That's the title of our series, Seeking the King. And people all over the world uh, have been fascinated by this story of the wise men. They have painted pictures about the wise men. They have created statues about their story. They've even made up pieces of the story that the Bible does not say. For example, um, the wise men didn't find the baby Jesus, but a young child Jesus. And we learn that in verse 16. We don't know exactly how old Jesus was when they finally got to him, but some believe he was about one, maybe two years old. Another thing that we need to note is that the wise men didn't find Jesus in a manger, but they found him in a house. They found him in a home. That's what the, the story says. Now, this story is really about people seeking God, not just studying about God. That's what this whole story is about. It's about people seeking God, not just studying about God. It's about people chasing after God. Uh, we need more God chasers in our uh, generation today. We need more people that will seek after God. Uh, King David said in Psalms 42, verse 1, he says, As the uh, deer longs for strings of water, so I long for you, O God. David was a God chaser. God is looking for more God chasers in our generation. King David also said in Psalm 63, verse 1, he said, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body yearns for you in a dry and weary land without water. David 
was a God chaser. We need more God chasers in our generation. Is God worth chasing after? Now, we have been learning that to seek God is to direct our hearts and minds toward God and His kingdom. That's what seeking God is about. It's about making efforts to direct our hearts and our minds toward God. This world has a way of pushing us away from God. The TV, the news, people, negativity, the hatred in this world uh, has a way of pushing us away from God and the things of God. This pandemic is pushing a lot of people away from God and we have to make effort. We have to be intentional to, to make effort to direct our hearts and our minds toward God and toward His kingdom. It's not going to happen automatically. It's going to take effort. It's going to take intentionality. And that's why we're studying about this, because we want to go into 2021 seeking God. We want to go into 2021 as God chasers. We want to go into 2021 pressing in to the kingdom of God like never before. So let's learn what seeking God involves. What does seeking God involve? And of course, we're learning from the story. We're, we're, we're bringing some things out from the story. And I have a couple of main reflections for us uh, today. Number one, someone say number one. Number one, seeking God involves humility. Seeking God involves Humility. Let me call your attention to verse 11. It says, And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshiped him. Get this, and fell down and worshiped him. So I want you to notice the first thing that the wise men do when they get into the presence of Jesus is they fell down. The, the literal kind of translation means they fell flat on the ground. Now remember, these were influential men. These were powerful men. In ancient hi uh, history, these men were king makers. So for them to fall flat on the ground and bow down to Jesus is significant. It's significant that we have to pause and we have to reflect upon their attitude. We got to uh, uh, reflect upon their disposition in front of Jesus because you don't approach a king just any way you want to approach a king. You don't approach God just any way you want to approach God. There, there's a certain disposition that we must have when we come into the presence of God. And when we, when we turn our hearts and minds to seek the Lord, there's a certain disposition of humility that we must embrace. Are you, are you following along? Seeking God involves humility. Now, humility is essential to seeking God. It's essential to seeking God. Humility opens up the door to the throne room of the Father. Humility opens up the door. Humility says, I need help. Humility says, I can't do it on my own. Humility says, God, you're right and I'm wrong. Humility says, God, I need your help. 
Let's, let's lay down our lives joyfully. Let's, let's lay down our lives gladly uh, before the presence of the Lord in humility. In humility. God says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, He says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Notice the first thing that God instructs us to do. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. My brothers and sisters, when we go to seek the Lord, don't forget, seeking the king involves humility. Humility opens up the door to the throne room of God. God, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. A couple days ago, uh, God uh, gave me a lesson on humility. I took my family to purchase a Christmas tree. Uh, and if you could imagine the lot with all the trees, it was uh, snowy pines, Christmas trees over there in Long Beach. And if you could imagine the lot with all the Christmas trees, I was walking uh, through the lot looking at the Christmas trees. And about 10 feet away from me was this elderly man who had a mask on and his wife was, had a mask on right next to him. And it was the first time uh, I experienced a COVID kind of meltdown uh, as I was kind of walking in that direction about 10 feet away from him. He began to wave at me. He began to wave at me. And instantly, you know, sometimes when I'm out uh, and about, people will recognize me and uh, they'll say hello to me out of the blues. And so I thought this guy was waving at me. I thought he was like saying, hello, hello. And so I, I lifted up my hands and I said, hi, hi. I begin to wave back to him and say hello. But and then he goes like this. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, uh, I need more than six feet. Get away, get away from me. And I said, ooh, man, it was such a, a lesson on uh, humility that God was teaching me. And, and, and anytime that God gives you a lesson in humility, it's because he wants to bless you. Remember, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So number two, someone say number two. Seeking God involves worship. It involves worship. Notice verse 11. It says, they fell down and worshiped him. They fell down and worshiped him. I want you to notice that. The English word worship is derived from the old English word meaning worthiness or worthship. Get this. The English word worship is derived from the word meaning worthiness or worthship. Worship is to give worth to something. Worship is seeing God uh, for what he's worth. Worship is giving God what he's worth. The wise men considered the king worth the trip. Remember? The king is worth the trip. How do we learn that? Because the wise men considered the king worth the trip. When you think about it, Christianity is the transformation of rebels into worshipers of God. 
Christianity is the transformation of outcasts into worshipers of God. Christianity is the transformation of broken people into worshipers of God. We're, we're called to worship God because he is worthy of all our praise. He's worthy of all our praise. When we gather on the internet, online, when you're, you're gathering at home and we're connected like this, we're connected to worship God. That's what we're, we're connected for, to worship God. When we go to the outdoor services, like we're going to have a Christmas Eve service this Thursday, 645 at Paramount and 8 p.m. in Carson. When we gather outside, we gather to worship the Lord. Why are we, why are we gathering in the cold? Why are we gathering, overcoming inconvenience? Well, you know why? Because we're, we're gathering to worship the Lord. He's worth it. He's worth it. God is worth it. And we, we gather to give God his worth. Remember what Jesus says in John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. One of the most powerful statements on worship. One of the most powerful teachings on worship that Jesus gives to a broken lady an outcast, and Jesus teaches her the power of worship. Listen to what he says. He says, but the hour is coming, the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. One of the most powerful teachings on worship right there. And this is what I want you to get. I want you to get this. All spirit and no truth, you blow up. All truth and no spirit, you dry up. But spirit and truth, you grow up. I'm going to say this again. All spirit and no truth, you blow up. All truth and no spirit, you dry up. But when you combine spirit and you combine truth, you grow up. And God wants us to grow up in our worship. The difference between a limp along life and a dynamic life is a life of worship. The difference between a dried up life and an exciting Christian life is a life of worship. The difference between a depressed life and a joyful life is a life of worship. The reason why people are depressed right now is because they allowed the pandemic to disrupt their worship of God. People ain't been worshiping as they're called to worship. People ain't been worshiping as God has purposed them to worship. And it's allowing depression and discouragement to set in. I love the promise of God in Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3, the New Living Translation. It says, God says he will give to those who mourn in Zion joy and gladness instead of grief, a song of praise instead of sorrow. I love that promise. He says he's going to exchange your depression for worship. He's going to exchange your sorrow for praise. See, see, worship is a weapon, my brothers and sisters. Worship is a weapon by which we fight off depression and we fight off discouragement. 
Depression can't stay in a heart that is filled with worship. Discouragement can't stay in a heart that's filled with worship. For the Bible says in Psalms 22, verse 3, the Bible teaches that God inhabits the praise of his people. Because there's no praise in a lot of people's hearts, depression has moved in. God rides into your situation on the back of praise and worship. He rides into your life on the back of praise and worship. He, he, he rides into your uh, hard situation on the back of praise and worship. Some of us haven't given God anything to write into our situation with because we're not worshiping the way that we're called to do. The last reflection I want to give us today is that seeking God involves sacrifice. Somebody type sacrifice into the comment section on Facebook or live stream. Let me draw your attention to verse 11. It says, and when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him. So they, they opened up their treasures. That's key. They opened up their treasures, not their leftovers, but their treasures. They didn't open up their leftovers, but they opened up their treasures. And they presented gifts to Jesus. Remember, it's Christ's birthday. It's not our birthday. Listen to what they gave. They gave gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. They brought with them in their journey seeking the Lord, they brought with them valuable gifts to present to the king. They brought valuable gifts to present to the king. And these gifts have symbolism associated with them. Let me, let me, let, let me share with you some of the symbolism associated to each one of these gifts. Gold is meant for kings. So when they give them gold, it's symbolic of kingship, that, that we don't just have a heavenly father, but we have a king. We don't just have a savior, but we have a king. We don't just have a lord, but we have a king. And you don't step to a king just any way you want to. You reverence a king. So they give them gold. Frankincense is the sap of a tree used to worship God. So when they give him frankincense, it's symbolic to his, it, it speaks of his deity. It speaks of that he wasn't just a king, but he is God. Jesus is God. The whole message, when you think about it, of Christmas is how almighty God humbled himself to become man and set us free. That's the, that's the whole message of Christmas, that the king loved us enough to come back. And the way that he came back was he wrapped himself up in human flesh and made himself vulnerable by becoming a baby. And he, he gave up. He emptied himself of his privilege and of his power for you and I because he considered us worth the trip. Remember, we've learned in the last couple of weeks when Jesus was born, he didn't just pop up. He came from somewhere. You know where he came from? He came from heaven. He came from the throne of heaven. And the Bible teaches he emptied himself of his power and of his privilege. He did not cease from being God, but he gave up his privilege so that he could be a human and die 
for us. He considered you and I worth the trip. And then they, they give him myrrh, which myrrh is the fragrant perfume that was used to anoint the dead. Speaks of a couple things. It speaks of his humanity, but it also points to his death. Spoke of Jesus being our sacrificial lamb. Remember when John the Baptist first saw Jesus? He said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John 1.29. Let us not forget, my friends, that Jesus was born to die. Let us not forget, my friends, that Jesus was born to die for you and I. Now, one thing about worship that we need to learn is that worship always involves sacrifice. Worship always involves sacrifice. The praise that costs the most means the most. The praise that costs the most counts the most. I'm going to say that again. The praise that costs the most counts the most. Was there a price to be paid for these uh, wise men to worship Jesus? Was there a price for them to pay? Yes, there was a price. What was the price? Well, look at their journey. They committed themselves to this hard journey of seeking the Lord, and they risked everything to worship Jesus. They sacrificed their comfort to worship Jesus. They sacrificed their convenience to worship Jesus. They sacrificed their provision to worship Jesus. The, the praise that, that costs the most counts the most. And get this. I want you to notice something in the story is that they worship Jesus in not-so-good conditions. They worship Jesus in not-so-good conditions. They worship Jesus in unexpected conditions. They worship Jesus in unpleasant conditions. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? Well, uh, uh, no doubt they thought they were going to find Jesus in the palace. They thought they were going to worship Jesus in the palace, but they didn't find Jesus in the palace. Instead, they found him in a home, in, in, a, in a little home, in a not-so-pleasant environment. So what do they do? What do they do when they're expectation didn't line up with their experience. Things didn't pan out the way that they expected them to, but they still worshiped the Lord. They didn't start to complain and say, man, I thought we we're going to be in the palace. I thought we we're going to worship him in the palace. No, they did not complain. They begin to worship the Lord in not so good environment and conditions and unexpected conditions. You know why? Because the praise that costs the most counts the most. I remember King David was in a situation where he needed to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. And somebody came up to Jesus and uh, David, rather, and said, David, listen, let me build the altar. I, you're the king, and I will build the altar. And I remember David in 2 Samuel 24, verse 24, he tells that individual, he says, No, I insist on paying you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. He said, no, 
If I'm going to give to the Lord, I'm going to sacrifice to the Lord. I will not do it if it does not cost me nothing. You know why? Because the praise that costs the most counts the most. This year, beloved, did not pan out the way that we expected it to pan out. Didn't expect it to pan out the way it did. But we're still worshiping the Lord. This year, things didn't happen the way that we wanted them to happen. But guess what? We're still worshiping the Lord. We got kicked out of our church buildings. We got kicked out of our physical sanctuaries. But guess what? We're still worshiping the Lord. Some of us have got sick in our body. But guess what? We are still worshiping the Lord. Some of us got laid off from our jobs. But guess what? We are still worshiping the Lord. Some of us don't got no more money in our bank account. But guess what? We are still worshiping the Lord. You know why? Because he's worthy. He's worthy of all our praise. Jesus, the king, is worthy of all our praise. So, my friends, as we seek the Lord, as we seek the Lord, remember, seeking the Lord involves humility. Seeking the Lord involves worship. And seeking the Lord always always involves sacrifice. I pray, I pray that we seek the Lord like never before. For that is the person God is looking for. Let me pray for you uh, today. Some of you have been recently uh, tested positive for the COVID virus. Some of you have recently been uh, laid off of your work. Some of you are struggling with addiction, depression. Some of you have recently started drinking alcohol and getting drunk. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray that number one, God heal your body. I want to pray that God strengthen your soul. And I want to pray that God exchanges your depression for worship. I want to pray that your heart be steered up to worship the Lord like never before. You know why? Worship is a weapon and depression cannot live in a heart that worships the Lord. Discouragement cannot live in a heart that worships the Lord. I don't care what condition they're in. If a, if, if a person learns how to worship the Lord, depression must go. Discouragement must go. Let me pray for you in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands toward that. Um, monitor wherever you're at, and I'm going to pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters, everybody who's lifting up their hands towards that monitor. Father God, I want to just pray. I pray, Father God, just for, just for supernatural joy. I pray for supernatural strength, Father God. I pray, Father God, for a spirit of worship, Father, to touch their heart, to touch their mind, Father God. Depression, you must go. Discouragement, you must go in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray for all those who recently tested positive for the COVID virus. I pray that you heal them, Lord. I pray that you drive out that virus from their body and ultimately from the face of this earth, Lord God. We cry out to you for healing and deliverance, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We cry out to you, Father God, for your word, your name is a strong tower 
So I pray for all those who are listening. Bless them and strengthen them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Let the church say amen. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a praise. Uh, I pray that you are blessed by this word. I'm believing that God touched you through the prayer. Uh, and at this time, we're going to prepare our hearts uh, to give an offering unto the Lord. And if you're part of Chapel of Change, uh, now is the time we're, we're going to give our Christ birthday offering. What is our Christ birthday offering? Well, every December we give a sacrificial financial offering unto the Lord in honor of his birth. We've been talking about this for a whole month now, and today is the day where we get to give back to God. We get to bless the Lord and to give back to the Lord through this Christ's birthday offering. Remember, the Christ's birthday offering is going to uh, sustain our radio program for 2021 and through our Fresh Hope radio program on KKLA 99.5 FM every Sunday at 3.30. We're impacting thousands and possibly millions of people across Los Angeles. We're getting some good reports back. A lady from Los Angeles recently sent us a message on how she was listening to the messages on the radio and it really impa impacted her heart in so much that she has joined my text message ministry. Another lady from the San Fernando Valley called up, left a message on the phone uh, just explaining to us how much she was encouraged by the sermon on the radio, how much it edified her and strengthened her. And also we got an email uh, from a Christian brother in South Los Angeles who said he was in tears as the Word of God was ministering to, uh, to him. He said that he needs to hear those type of messages more uh, and more. And we're doing this together. It is a kingdom work. And through your Christ's birthday offering, we are looking to fund the radio program all year long. So after I dismiss uh, with a blessing, you can log on to our website, chapelofchange.org, chapelofchange.org. You hit the giving button and you can give that way. It's easy. Go to our website, chapelofchange.org. If you want to give through your phone, I'm going to give you a number uh, right now where you can give through your phone. And you text the word chapel, C-H-A-P-E-L, to this number. 1-888-364-4483. If you want to give through your phone, text the word CHAPEL, C-H-A-P-E-L, to this number, 1-888-364-4483. If you want to give in person, come to any one of our services. Uh, tonight we'll have a 5 p.m. service in the city of Carson. Uh, also on Christmas Eve, we have two uh, Christmas Eve services, 645 in the city of Paramount, 8 p.m. in the city of Carson. We have one uh, Christmas Day service at 12 noon in the city of Carson. Uh, on our Christmas Eve services and our Christmas Day services, we're going to be giving away free gifts to little children. Every little child who comes while, they, while the supplies last, we're going to give free gift too. So bring them out uh, this Thursday. Get the addresses from our website, chapelofchange.org. Also, this Wednesday uh, at our Paramount location at 11 a.m., we're giving away free food uh, uh, that everybody could have. So if you need food, come on down to our Paramount campus this Wednesday at 11 a.m. We want to bless you. If you have not, 
If you have not joined my text message ministry, text your name to 562-393-7330. Join my text message ministry. Let's stay connected. Text your name to 562-393-7330. If you have not joined our online campus, I want you to stay connected and join our online campus. We're gonna be having a Zoom worship pretty soon. Text the word online to the same number, which is 562-393-7330. And don't forget to download our phone app with all our messages and articles. I released a lot, uh, several articles this weekend that will encourage your soul. Uh, download our phone app. Go to our website, the front page. It shows you how to download it if you have an iPhone or an Android. Uh, stay connected. These are difficult days. We need to stay connected so we can pray for you, minister the word uh, to you. So don't forget, after we dismiss with the blessing, you can give your offering through our website, chapelofchange.org. So it is my honor to bless you for this week as we close. And before I do, on behalf of my wife, Pastor Laura, and my family, and all the staff at Chapel of Change, we want to uh, wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We love you. We thank you for your support throughout this difficult year, and we are grateful to be connected to you. And listen, it's only by the grace of God that we have come this far, and I believe that we're going to go into 2021 with renewed power, renewed strength, and renewed faith. We're going to go in it together in the name of Jesus. So if you're able at this time, I encourage you to stand to your feet as we, as I begin to bless you out for this week. It is our tradition to stand to our feet, lift up our hands, our palms unto the Lord, and I will bless you out in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Father who loves you with an endless love, in the name of the Son who died that you can live, in the name of the Holy Spirit who gives you worship in your heart, May you go this week with the protection and the blessing of the Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is Pastor Brian. I love you. And until we meet again, the blessing of the Lord be upon you.